All right. Welcome to the Cool and Christian Podcast. Yo, what's up, people, man? Welcome to the Cool and Christian Podcast. Today, we are taking a pause for the cause. Um, hearts are heavy right now. The uh, United States is heavy dealing with uh, racism and uh, stereotypical profiling. Uh, we just lost another Black life, uh, George Floyd in Minnesota. So today, we are addressing... Um, not only what's going on in America, but we are addressing and telling you our interactions and our stories as being um, Black men in America. So welcome. Welcome to the podcast. And for, we're going we're gonna to open this up with prayer just so that what we say and share will not be misconstrued. It won't be taken out of context. Uh, but it will be informational and it will help uh, lead to change. Uh, so, Lord, uh, just those things I just said, Lord, just let us let our words be your words. Let our thoughts be your thoughts. Let this information go out to people so that they will um, motivate, encourage and inspire a change with them, not only themselves, but in their friends, their family, their community uh, and elsewhere, Lord. Uh, be with us now. Be with us in this United States, Father. Uh, and just bless this podcast, if that's what you can do. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. So, um, like I said, we all know we lost George Floyd. Count, to, countless uh, others, too. Countless others. You can't. You can't yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, for sure. That That is just the most recent. But just before that, it was Ahmaud Arbery. Uh, right before that, it was Brianna um, Taylor, I believe his last mm -hmm. name is. Um, before that, it was the young man who got killed by the police woman who went into the wrong apartment. So it's just like, <sighs> um, it's heavy, man. man. It's heavy, and it's it, heavy. It's so it's so uh, it 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 pushes down your spirit. Um, and that's what the enemy wants us to like experience. We, he wants us to feel that, that heaviness. Um, God wants us to, uh, feel for the victims. He wants us to be, um, at peace and be sorrowful with the victims. But then he also wants us to conquer the enemy on top of that. Um, he did, yeah. he wants us to love everyone and, um, you know, it, it's, it's just rough, like just watching all this, it's really chaos, man. It's chaos. It's, it's, it's 1000%. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's chaos in this world right now. And it's just because of the people who are supposed to be protecting us are, not yeah and they're looking for opportunities to um murder us and it's not not in the sense that every every police officer because we we know some good police officers um in aurora and in atchison where i'm i'm working out right now um but there are a lot of there are quite a bit of uh, police officers who are looking for an opportunity to um, hurt a victim uh, of that is a minority. So, yeah. So, what what's your experience been as a black man, uh, black young adult, you know, in in America, in Illinois, in Aurora, growing up? Uh, we both grown up in Aurora our whole lives. Um, so, what's what's your experience been? Has has it been one of the majority? Um, or I, I not I, I won't say the majority, but has it been one of 
the media portrays to be the majority yeah. experience dealing with police? Um, not for me. Uh, whenever I was growing up, it wasn't that bad. Um, I mean, we lived on a rough. We lived in a rough neighborhood whenever we were little, but then we moved out as soon as we got our bread up. You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and we we were we were blessed because of that. You know, it, it was um, that was the only God to for us to get up out of there because there's guys getting shot down the block. Remember the twins who got shot uh, up the road? Um, they, bro, I there's drug dealers when I, when I corner. I mean, like, when I tell I you. When I tell you I've been I've been blessed by God to not to be in the company of evil and not be affected by it. Yeah. Because and I'm not saying those dudes were evil, but I'm saying that the spirit, the spirit. what was around yeah. them, their spirit and the spirit around them was evil. Yeah. Um, one of them ended up, I think, getting killed. Um, but to your point, they they were always cool with us, though. Yeah, exactly. you know, like you know, it it was it wasn't nothing. Go ahead, I, I'll let you finish because I, I could. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're good. I'm sorry. <laughs> this this good. is such a a a, a, a deep topic. Yeah. You know. And I, and yeah. I feel like we have so many stories to share. Right. Um, but go ahead and go ahead and finish. Bro. Yeah, I didn't really experience anything up until I got into college. Uh, there was a lot of um, uh, racist talk from mm -hmm. uh, people on campus. There was a lot of racial slurs. There was a lot of um, discrimination towards black people. Uh, actually, one of our one of our professors told my best friend that he wasn't going to amount to anything. He was worthless just because he was black. Uh, there was so do do us a favor yeah. and and paint the yeah. picture of where you're at because okay. yeah that that's <laughs> good for context. Yeah. So <laughs> I, in Atchison, there's about. 10 or 20,000 people maximum. Uh, we're at a tiny, tiny. Yeah. I'm at a school <laughs> with about 2,000 people um, on well, 1,500 students on campus, and then the rest are just commuters. So, um, and then there's 86% that is white. And Six of the fourteen percent is Asian. <laughs> so the, the rest, <laughs> the rest is black and Mexican. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it it's um it's definitely it was a pressing issue. Uh, as soon as you get in the football field, it's like there uh, there there's a lot of black people on the football team. And on the basketball team, of course. And, but then it's like, where's everybody else? You know, where where are the yeah. the students who aren't who aren't athletes, and they're just that are black. Yeah, they're just going to school there, and that didn't happen just because they didn't offer any uh, incentive for those kind of students to come here. Um, so, I mean, you, we, ex I experienced a whole bunch of discrimination, the purse snatch, like get up off the elevator because I was, I got on the same elevator as them, uh, walk across the road because <laughs> I'm walking, like they're walking down the hill. I'm walking up the hill. They go across the road. Then I'm like, okay, like maybe they're going to go see a friend. No. <laughs> no. I turn around. They go back to the other side. <laughs> um, yeah. It, wow, it, man. That's that's only just 
tip of the iceberg. Like I said, my best friend, his professor was saying he didn't what he wasn't gonna amount to anything. He took it to the like the board. Nothing happened. There was is, uh, is this old boy? Old oh boy, no, no, your no, best friend? Old no, oh boy? No, not old oh boy. This is this is the other dude. Okay. Um Kenny, rest in peace. Okay. You know. Uh he actually passed away. Oh, he passed. Yeah. Um but yeah. Wow. So that happened, right? Um then there is all this that was our freshman year. Our sophomore year, um, this dude who he was robbing people. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna front. Like this dude was just robbing people on campus, taking their taking their stuff. No, no, no cap. cap. Right. Um but then he got kicked out of school for grades. So then he was he was leaving. The security guard who was black, he he came up to the to the guy who was like, You gotta go. And he was like, I'm packing my stuff up right now, you know? Uh, there, there's no problem. And he's like, now this is a black security, black security guard, guard and a black student. Yeah. This is all, this is the first incident with okay. him. He's already had this is he's had two incidents. So the first incident was the security guard. The first incident, okay. Uh, he was like, he slammed the dude against the wall because he was like, I'm not leaving right now because I have to get my stuff. <laughs> And he slammed him against the wall. Uh, my my buddy, who is uh, like six foot four, three hundred twenty five pounds, came up behind him. And was like, "Get off my boy!" <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the first incident. That didn't really amount to anything because he was leaving, right? Um, then after that, uh, I heard. Because I wasn't traveling that sophomore year, um, my head coach said the N word, talking about the one of their one of the opposite team, the opposing team players said the N word to him. He was like, "You got to go get those." He was like, "Hey, hey, Negro!" Basically, he was like, "Hey, nigga, go go do this." And he was like, he he went up to the coach, and he was like, and the coach didn't even do anything because. He was black or something like that, and he didn't care. So, in the meeting room, he goes in. He's like, "The other, the other team's player called me the N word," and he said it like. So that was the first time that happened, right? Second time that happened was the following year. He was he said, "No more nigga music, no more suck my dick music, no more bitch music." This man is wild. He said that three times. And in the as if the first time right, wasn't enough. And in the meeting, everybody's just sitting there like. <laughs> Actually, that was my senior year. My junior year, he said the uh, he he came up with some statistics of like everybody who was graduating, everybody who was doing well in the class. He was like. Uh, 68% of you, I'm just making a rough estimate. I don't even remember the numbers. Like, he was just like, 80% of you guys are passing classes. 20% of you have, uh, one F. Of those 20%, uh, he was like, 70% of you guys are black or people of color. I'd rather he just said no, black. He said people of color, and we were just sitting there like, "Well, okay." I was like, "All right, maybe he's gonna follow up, right?" You know what I mean? I'm giving him the benefit yeah. of the doubt, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "All right, maybe he's gonna be saying like, for that, we're gonna have uh, somebody come in." No, he's just like, and seventy percent of you guys, or seventy percent of the people of color. Uh, are failing. And we're just sitting there like, okay. (laughs) 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 And he didn't say anything else. So then with the incident when he said the N-word the three times, we brought it to the school. 
the school didn't do anything, made him apologize. With his apology, he was like, well, I know what I said was wrong. I probably said it too harsh. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody get this man an Oscar. <laughs> that's, that's what his apology what? was. Dude, y'all had Bane as a coach, bro. For real. Yeah, from Batman. Yeah. Bane from Batman. Because only Bane just shows up and blood. No! What I said, I said too harsh. Okay. Bro, you said no good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So wow. Then, I mean, that was just like the coach. That's with the school. As far as police officers, I got uh, this one time I got roughed up by the police. It wasn't really like they weren't beating me up or anything, but they just wanted to like mess with me. I was walking out of a party, um, talking to somebody on the on on the street, like they're inside the car. I was standing out out like outside, standing next to the car. They came up to me and they're like, "Hey, what are you doing? Give me your ID." And I was like, "Why? What am I doing? You're just you're disorderly conduct." So then. I mean, they never do this. Like, this is a college town. They don't ever arrest people unless you are drunk driving. Like, I, if you crash into a pole, you're going to get arrested. Anything yeah. else, they don't do anything. But if you're swerving home, yes. you'll make yes. it. No problem. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. So for them to stop you in the street is like I, extreme. I was, I, was walk, I was literally just standing there. I was. They they didn't I even mean, have to I stop you. I was. Standing. I was <laughs> you were in motion. I was talking to somebody. They're like, uh, "This is disorderly conduct." So then they had like four officers on me, like trying to grab my ID, pulling out my pocket, looking for something. I'm like, I don't even have shit. Like I'm, yeah. Wow. I'm not even doing anything. I was just talking to this person in this car. Yeah. So that was that was what that was that uh, big incident right there. That was the biggest incident that I've ever had uh, encountering the police. I and I don't hold that against them. You know what I mean? It was more just yeah. Was, I don't know. Yeah, an individual. I think it. Yeah, I, I think it was right. it was a, like a couple of them that were just like looking for something to pop off, and they wanted me to yeah. get arrested, but. Yeah. Hmm. So that's all. That's all Atchison. I mean, that wow. uh, in Atchison, they're actually at the railroad tracks. I forgot how many years ago it was. Like beginning nineteen hundreds, uh, late eighteen hundreds, they actually hung a black dude on the railroad tracks. I remember yeah. you told me then. They're saying like, nah, we're not gonna allow black people in town. Their their street is called division for a reason for a reason and that the reason is dividing the black people from the white people. And you can actually tell the difference between the, the two sides of town. You know? It's actually the nicer side wow. and then like the beat up side, like they don't even fix streets over there. So, yeah. That's so amazing. all the and, and actually they this dude the professor um, I forgot his name. Uh, one of the professors at school he didn't. They don't have any history on that in the Atchison Library. He had to go to the surrounding towns to figure out what happened with that dude. Why did he get hung? Yeah. That's amazing. That is amazing that um, that that lynching took place and it wasn't in the deep south. Yeah. You know, which that's what history will tell you. Like, oh, it was right. only down south. No. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. 
Kansas, and, Midwest. And a lot of people. So this is this is where it's kind of messed up. So Missouri is actually um, a northern state, but then they have a. Uh, once you go down south, they call it Missouri. <laughs> so Missouri, like Missouri, blows me because it is southern, but then right. it's not. And de- right, depending on where you're at, mm-hmm. it's more and southern. It, I mean, it, and then the more north you are, you remember it's not a couple years ago they actually had the tiki torches and the like the march at Mizzou. That was at so Mizzou, that was at right? The same time that coach the coach said the N word three times. So we're they they oh, they were oh. about to boycott, or all the black stu- uh, athletes were about to boycott the game. Uh, but he came out with an apology. It was like a whole bunch of stuff going on. But yeah. Dang. Dang. Well, uh, for me, I, I've had I've, I've I haven't had any like negative run-ins with police. Um, never have have I been knowingly profiled or you know, done wrong. Uh, I did I did have a baseball coach who was a police officer. So when I played for um, Little League Baseball, I was on a police, police athletic league team. And this dude, I, I don't, it's hard to say if he had something against black people because I don't remember. I was so young. But what I will never forget is that when this little black boy in his first home run, his only home run, he did, he did not get the game ball. What? And that was tradition. Like, if you hit a home run, you got the game ball. And so for me to hit my first and only home run and not get the game ball, I was crushed, bro. Like, I'm crushed now. I wasn't crushed then. I just didn't understand, like, how is this white dude getting the game ball who's already had like yeah. two or three game balls and I hit my first yeah. home run and I don't get the game ball. But this was the same coach who if I needed a ride home, he would give me a ride home. You know? So it's like, I don't know if if it was just like in him to just, you know, make sure, you know, his kids from his team got home safe or if he really cared about me. Or if he didn't like black <laughs> kids, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he just didn't like me, and I happen right. to be black. I don't know. But I didn't get the game ball, bro. So that was like my first incident. Uh, my second incident was when when I had got my first job at a Roar Country Club. I was a caddy, and my first day, bro. I'm going out. I know nothing about caddy, right? Um, I'm carrying the golf clubs for these two guys who are two white guys. And I think I, I remember one of them happened to be a lawyer. And so he's like, Oh, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the setup. Right. I was like, I was like, Oh, you know, I don't know. At this time I was heavy into John yeah. Grisham. Right. Uh, my mom had bought me like four John Grisham books. And if you know anything about John Grisham books, they are like 500 pages. And she was like, yeah, read three, read three of these this summer. Well, like, hey, hey huh? side note, side note. Mom, my, our mom used to make us like read and write articles. <laughs> we had to write a three-page report about it. Bro. Book reports. And- she used to leave a list for us to do in the summertime on top of us working with our dad. So let's say there's eight hours, right? We get up at seven. Uh, eight hours later is what? Uh, six three. o'clock? Seven, eight, nine, okay. 10, 11, 12, one, two, three. So, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So we get up at seven because dad went to work right. at three, right? So we work right. from seven to three with our dad. Then we have from three until six, five, six. 
six at the latest to do what my mom left left us a whole page of things to do. And my mom and dad were like on the boat on on the same team. There was no Carol, why did you leave them all that stuff to do? You know they're working with me. You better do was, it. Well, <laughs> hey, you know your mom. <laughs> hey, my dad would be leaving for work. He'd be like, "All right, boys, you know your mom left you a list to do. You better get and to I think, it." I think we're just—I think we're blessed with that. We have so, at home, um, that that speaks a lot of volumes. Yeah, home. yeah. I never—I yeah, never really think about that. that. I never really think about that. It's, it's funny how the things that are normal to you, you just don't even think about that right. not being someone else's. But form. continue, you know, right. or how it affects yeah. somebody. But right. um, so yeah. so, I'm 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 carrying these golf clubs. The guy asked me what I want to be when I grow up. I said, man, I want to be a lawyer. This dude says no words, but he snickers so hard. He might as well just said, nigga, shut up. <laughs> he was like, a lawyer? <laughs> and I was just like, well, I mean, so I'm I'm like, what, 13 at the time, 12, 13 years old? I'm like, yeah, a lawyer, bro. Like, I read John Grisham books. I'm yeah. really into John Grisham. He's just like, he's like, yeah, kid, you, you probably want to think. Now I think I if I can remember correctly, I was probably the only black caddy, and the head caddy was a Hispanic girl. Um, how that happened, I don't know. The dude that was over the caddies, super old white dude, I could tell he talked about yeah. us when we we're not there. I don't think he liked yeah. the fact that the Hispanic girl was the head, head, head caddy. Like, props to her because she was super strong. She was super, she took no BS. Yeah. She was very strong. And that guy, yeah. I know, gave her hell. Yeah. And I, I know he did. But yeah. she, she was, she was strong. So, um, any, any, so let me, let me say this because this is what the media loves to do, right? Um, Anytime a black person gets arrested or no, no, anytime a black person gets killed by the police, they love to post their mugshot without giving any context right. to why that person was arrested. Um, so if if anything were to ever happen to me, let me tell you, I have a mugshot. <laughs> I spent nine days in jail for a contempt of court charge. So don't let nobody twist it and say I did. X, Y, and Z. Y'all know me. And I didn't do that. I went to jail for a contempt of court charge. <laughs> Don't let them twist my story. Yeah, our, but, mom, uh, our mom is mad that we yeah, all man, so got arrested I, at the same place. <laughs> we've all been arrested. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but that that's that that's been our experience as black men, especially dealing with police, like, I've never had a negative experience. I've always, one, I, I was raised to treat law, law enforcement with respect. Um, nine times out of 10, I've gotten respect back. If anything, I try to talk my way out of something before I disrespect the police. Uh, when I did get arrested on the consent of court charge, one of the arresting officers just hauled off and she was just saying like some stupid stuff. And what I felt was that she was, she was hurt from somebody else. So she took that out on me and for that situation that I was arrested for. Other than that, man, I haven't, I haven't had any, any negative experience. And I I felt conflicted to come out and say how I feel about, jumping on a bandwagon of F-12 and F the police because I have no reason to say that. But then I I feel conflicted because then I'm like, well, am I not supporting the black people who have been mistreated by the police? And it's like, how do you, how do you, how do you live in both worlds? How do you 
how do you say, and this is good for white people too, because you may you may be saying the same thing. How do I support black people who have been mistreated by the police if I've never experienced mistreatment from the police? And for me, it's it's probably even harder because then black people look at me and say, Oh well, man, you a sellout. You a Uncle Tom is what they love to say, or or you you don't know, you ain't black, or you know, you and it's like I'm none of those things, but I'm all of those things. I'm I'm not an Uncle Tom, I'm not a sellout, but I am black. Regardless of my experience or our experience with the police, we are still black. We have just been blessed to not have ever been in a situation to have, you know, been shot at or been beat up or have a knee put on our yeah. neck or you know, like and I, I think so I think, um that just comes with um, us not experiencing a lot of bad experiences with the cops or, I mean, there, there are a lot of times we experience racism. Like that's not, a, that's not a question. Right. But yeah, yeah for sure. experience with cops, I think, I think that's more of just us being, aware of our surroundings because our dad always taught us to be aware and if there is a time where you're not being aware that's when something's going to happen and he instilled that he instilled that like concept from day one so every time I remember this one time um, I was about to go play basketball. I look outside the window. I see this dude walking outside with a gun. He loading it up. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Staying inside. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Galena? Dang. Dude, I missed all that. Because <laughs> I was always playing basketball, bro. Like, that's, I mean, I was always <laughs> outside. So I saw everything. I saw everything. Okay, so, so when I say on Galena people, we we moved into a neighborhood that was straight trap house. Was zone. A trap house. Like drug deals all day, every house. day. So then, yes. whenever people come came to our house, they be like, "Oh, you got some rocks." <laughs> Bro, we so. <laughs> Funny story, we were in our driveway uh, pulling rocks for our drive for, for the concrete to be poured over. And this old white couple pulls up in a station wagon. And as we're pulling rocks, the old man leans out the window and tells my dad, Hey, you got some rocks? And so my dad's looking like, Man, I got plenty of rocks now. I mean, you need some? I can tell you where to get some. Or he's like, no, you got some rocks. And then my dad it clicked to my dad. He's like, get your hands out of here. <laughs> they backed up so fast. I'm like, you could have just told me where the rocks were. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, crazy I experiences. Think- yeah. But even living there, yeah, we never got right. profiled, bro. We never got profiled. Yeah, I never, I never did. I, I think that's just from our parents' presence. Like they knew who we were. Um, even our family up the street. I mean, it was more of like a protected street. Like nobody came on that street after a while. I mean, once we first got there, it was like. It was people yeah. walking up and down. Right. Man, we don't okay. care who you After are. After a while, it was like, okay, yeah. we, ain't, we ain't walking down that street because we just know that they're going to try and do some <laughs> BS. <laughs> right. They're going to try to pray <laughs> over us. They're going to they gonna call the police on us in front of our face. They're going to take a picture of us. Oh, wow. Our parents are going to But, I mean, wow. they we took control over that. Thank you.
So yeah, man. So that that's uh, that's our stories about you know growing up as young black men, and so as we you know pause for the cause and stand in solidarity and show that you know we support um, the equality of black people. Uh, we we don't want to get off of off of our mission, and our mission is to encourage, motivate, and inspire you. So let, let's jump into our, our post that we're going to explain and talk about today. Yeah, of course, man. Let's do it. So this was the post about bamboo season. And yeah, uh, it, yeah it was, it was, uh, it's, it's deep because it's like, we already got planted. If you guys haven't listened to the other ones, we got planted. We got buried. Yep. We're got cu- covered in the covered with dirt. We drowned in the thing. We're, we're thirsty, and then we got drowned by grace. Yep. And at this point, we're trying to understand what's next. And yeah, and what's what's next is all you can just grow in His grace. So, <laughs> so we're we're buried. We're covered up. You said we're trying to understand what's next. And as I listened to that post again, uh, shout out Mike Todd again. We used a sermon clip from him, come on a podcast. He was talking about how <laughs> bamboo grows underground for three years before it even comes above ground. And so that trying to figure it out part, that's when you're getting rooted. And that's when you are growing underneath and, you know, developing that strong relationship with Christ because uh, as he further explained when the bamboo breaks through the ground it grows two inches every hour yeah and that it's crazy like crazy how how God can just plant you and he can put you into something that is uncomfortable he can put you into something that after a while you find this you start to find the comfort and then you have to wait. <laughs> mm. Mm. The wait. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I'm not I, about that weight life. Yeah, I was gonna say we, we're experiencing <laughs> that right now. Um we're staying faithful in God. We're staying faithful with this podcast. We're staying faithful with um everything that we're doing with Stay Fresh Lifestyle, you know, and, and we're 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 not impatient on what God has in store for us in the future. But we, you know, we very much. <laughs> we need to see a little bit of fruit. And I'll be ready man. for that. I'll be ready for that thing to break through. Like, all right, man, we did two podcasts. Why don't we have a thousand listeners? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah. it it'll take time, though, you know, and that's. And that's what I think God is teaching us. He's teaching us how to stay faithful in what we're doing. He's teaching us how to grow in his grace. And that's that's what this the, the bamboo season is all about. It's more about growing in his grace. It's about growing in being strong uh, in the grace that that is in Christ Jesus. So the way mm. you can do that is by just abiding in him, resting in him. Um, and the way you do that is just by getting into the word and finding those scriptures that um, are, are that means something to you. You have to find something that connects to you. And that's how you grow roots. Yeah. I mean, if you think about a plant, that's how it grows roots. Wow. It has to find a connection point. And 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 if I don't, I'm not much of a horticulturist, <laughs> but I believe roots need some type of water system, right? Right, and and we got that water for, from from, uh, from God's grace from the last from one. God. So <laughs> you got to connect into the 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 living water. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel a I feel a sermon coming now. You have to connect into the living water. Hey, to be able to grow, to connect your roots, because God says 
what does he say? I am the vine. Mm. So if you are connected to the root, if you are connected to the vine, then in your time, you will produce fruit. Right. You will grow. Right. You will break through ground. You will experience God. You will experience breakthrough. You experience calling. All because you are connected to the root, to the watering system, to the living water, to the one who brings life. Yeah. Yeah, man. Let's be come on, man. Right. Take up an offer, man. <laughs> <laughs> send send two dollars right now. Put it on the step. Shoot. Put it on the step right now. <laughs> you know I did that one time in church, bro. I felt I felt God tell <laughs> stop. I felt God tell me, bro. Look, I was saving for a car. Yeah. And I and I and I, I dropped off like three hundred dollars, bro. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you know and I, and I took you it. know what that's about though. That's about just you got connected to that word. I mean you that's 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 the representation Again. to people giving offering to the pastor at the at that point you know it's not just oh i i, I love this pastor i'm just gonna give him some money no it's about i got represent I, this word i'm connected to this word so i'm gonna sow into it mm. Mm. and at that time your faith is being strengthened. Yes. Because if you sow a sacrifice, which I'm a living witness, I sowed a sacrifice. Did not know when that sacrifice would come to fruition as a faith move, right? Yeah. Because like I said, I was saving for a car. I gave up $300 of my car savings. Didn't know. I mean, and I and I just left. Like I wasn't. Ex I wasn't like, okay, Lord's gonna bless me with a car tomorrow. Cause I, nah. I can't tell you how long after that it was until I got a car. But it was because my faith was being rooted mm -hmm. in what was building a connection between me and Christ, which was the word that was spoken to the pat through the pastor at that time. <sighs> So, so what I'm what I'm what I'm hearing us say, and what more so what I hear the Lord saying through us, is that it's not just a one time you lay down roots and you get it. It's a daily, it's a daily laying down a root, a daily planting yourself in God. And I and I think I think that's what people have to understand is that. It is a daily thing. So you can't get so so you get you get saved, you get baptized, and 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 you're doing it right, and then you fall. That isn't the give up point. You don't just say, Oh man, I messed up. I can't do it no more. I can't go right. back. No, because it's a daily, you have to lay those things down daily. You have to get in your word daily because, like you said, we're human and our flesh is gonna get in the way every day. Yeah. I mean, even think about Jesus. Right. Whenever, whenever Jesus was uh, out in the desert and he was he uh, fasted for forty days, the reason why he was going out there in the first place is because he was trying to detach his spirit from his flesh. <laughs> That's mm. all fasting is doing. You're trying to detach your spirit from your flesh, so that you can become more rooted in your spirit and and become more rooted in God. And not be distracted by the things that can rip your roots out. And Lord, how how hard is it to detach yourself from something you've been married to your whole life? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I, I remember man. man, I'm just trying to think. I I remember fasting so many times from. I, I I'll just say, I'll just give you an example because it it it. It hits home for everybody. Everybody likes food. Yeah, <laughs> everybody. I try to. Uh, everybody likes I, food. I tried to fast from donuts for. I try to fast from donuts. I think for six months. I think within two weeks. I think I got a donut. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, Lord. Uh, yeah, just uh, just uh, man, listen. We go try to. I started scratching the top of my head. I was like, right, yeah, 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 about that guy. 
<laughs> you know? And the thing about you know? fasting, man, and, and laying down roots, like, you have to be intentional. You can't just do it because everybody else mm-hmm. is doing it, or you can't mm-hmm. just do it because... And, and I'm saying that because I remember, you know, a, a big thing in the black church is that no, um, I'm, la- I'm laughing. Mostly, I already know what you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> mostly after the new year, right? Churches want to be like, all right, we're going on a Daniel fast. And I know for me, the first time we did it, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it just because, you know, I want to lose some weight and da 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 da. Failed. The second time we did it, I was like, all right, God. I'm gonna be truthful. I want to lose weight, and I and I did it, and I did it because I think I was one truthful to God about my purpose of doing the fast, and I didn't do it just because. The third time I did it, I was just I was truthful to God. I was like, Lord, I want to fast, but I don't even see no reason for fasting. And it was like He just released me from. It. He was like, Listen, don't worry about it. You know, don't do it just because your church is doing it. Because when you do it and you do it intentionally, you get so bro, much power. Tell them about so much. Tell them about the breakthrough we got in three days. Man, we we were three days praying for um, our vision for this year, and we just we really were intentional. I, you know, I first first I want to talk on. You said being intentional. That's yeah. how you really grow roots. If a root is not intentional, it's dead. Because the intention is to grow. <laughs> and if you ain't intentional about growing, you're, you're dying. You're dying. So we we had we had we we were praying on it. We found the scripture last May. We were uh, praying on Psalms 1-3, really just reading the whole psalm. Um, uh, yeah. And, and we re- about being a tree planted by streams of water, producing fruit in its season, and uh, leaf does not wither, and whatever they do prospers. So I was like, man, that's fire. I just want to meditate on it, you know? And I I felt mm-hmm. in my spirit that we should have fast. So we, we we talked and we became in agreement. I think even my uh, our mom started fasting. And, um, she, yeah, because I remember um, we consulted with her and we were telling her what we were trying to do. And this I think this was about the time we were trying to figure out how many days we wanted to right. fast, right? Yeah. And mom was like. Yeah. Well, because you were like, all right, well, let's do let's do two weeks, and I was like, all right, but I think really I can only do five days. <laughs> <laughs> and then mom was just like, just do three days. Why don't you guys do three? Days? And I'm like, I don't know. Three days just doesn't seem like we're serious. Right. That's what I was what thinking. You, what you were doing was comparing to other people, because at the time I'm we we're we saw other people doing fasting now, and I wasn't even thinking, let's do it like them i was just like man they're being intentional mm-hmm. let's be intentional about our vision you know so yeah. we got the we got we started praying every day we started we started praying at 12 and 6 or no it was what time was it three no it was three o'clock one and three, yep. three. one yep. and three the the, the psalm three. psalm yeah. one three so we prayed at Oh so my one God. o'clock and then three o'clock, and I think we prayed at twelve o'clock too, didn't we? Or at one a.m. Well, I think it was one a.m. Yeah. and three p.m. So that way yeah. it was like meditating on it day and night. So we meditated and prayed and meditated and prayed, and we got into our vision, and our vision was for production. Our productivity and um, being being faithful and growing roots in God. So I mean, that's where we are right now, uh, and that's what that bamboo season represented. That whole thing represented us and what we're doing right now. I mean, 
that's still going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the so truth, man. It's like you can't even trees to this day. Like if you look outside, there's trees uh, growing right now. You know, even if they're yeah. in the ground and they look big already, they're still growing deeper roots. Still growing. Wow, that's such a good word, man. And I, I hope I hope as you're listening to this podcast that you really hear the the whole root scenario about, you know, like you like you just said, man, even these humongous trees, let's take let's take the biggest tree in the world that I can think of, the mm-hmm. sequoia tree, yeah. right? It's still growing roots deeper and deeper right. into the ground. As big, the tree is big enough to drive a car through, and it's still growing roots. Even better, even better, y'all. They they have cut holes and in the tree grows. to drive a car through, and it's still growing. If that is not a word from God that you can still be messed up, still be hurt, you can you can go through battles, you can lose sometimes. And still be rooted yeah. in God. Thank you, Lord, for yeah, that scenario. Lord. That vis- you, that 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 visual. That man. That is. So so. Listen. If, if you if you are on drugs, if you are um, living an alternative lifestyle, if you are alcoholic, if you are addicted to pornography, whatever it is, if you're addicted to food. <laughs> If you're addicted to shopping, I know we always go to like the most extreme things, but man, I'm gonna just break it down to things that are like really like taking root in our life, right? To our phones, I mean, those things have taken root in our life, yeah, right? And if those things have still maybe caused some destruction in our life. If we stay rooted and connected to God, even though we got a big hole through us, we'll still thrive through the spirit of God you know of why? Christ. Because God, God's strength is perfected in our weakness. Mm. And that's oh my what grace is. That's oh my God. Oh my God. You know, it, it's whenever we show our weakness, that's where God is like, you know what? I'm already perfect. Let me just uh-huh. show you up. I got you. Right? Even more. Hmm. Hmm. He said, don't worry about it. I'm strong right don't here. Don't worry about it, playboy. <laughs> don't worry about it, sweetheart. Ah! <laughs> ah! I'm reminded in the Bible where, um, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't remember who it was. I want to say it's Paul when he was asking God to take the thorn yeah, out of his side. exactly what the scripture I'm talking about. And God that's was like, nah, about. bro, leave that right there because if I take it away from you, you'll forget mm-hmm. who I am. And sometimes God leaves things in our lives just for us to remember, you know what, Lord, if I didn't have you here to deal with this, Right, I would forget, and and the thing is, I would think that I did this on my own. What's great about that, as long as we're continuously Mm -hmm. uh, giving that to God, giving that whatever it is, you know, what we're giving it to Him, like God, I, 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 this is I can't handle this. I'm weak in this point. If you give that to God, then He's gonna be like, thank you. I you might not get see that fix happening right now, but it might be happening in a year in a year or two. You know, you might see it like, man, look how far I've gone. You know, see how far I've, we've grown. Because that's that's exactly how I was. I mean, I I I always thought I was gonna be at the bottom. My mind has changed. I always thought I was gonna be, you know, doing dirt all day, you know. <laughs> yeah, bro. No I way. I was going to be like that. But 
Yeah. And, wow. and I gave that to God. I was like, God, you know what? I'm I'm just giving it up to you. And God's changing. I mean, it mm. even if it's just a small change at the beginning, you're like, all right, cool. And then even if you mess up, you're like, oh, I messed up again, God. He's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. I got you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> and so then he, he, all he does is keep on, keep on giving us uh, grace. Keep on giving us grace. Grace, let me remind you again what grace is. It's, 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 Come on. It's tell aggressive us. Tell forgiveness. Aggressive. So, so, so like, so like, so like that mug in the club that be trying to get your number. Uh, excuse me, Miss Lady, Miss Lady, Miss Lady, Miss Lady. Miss <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lady, look, can look, I? Look, look, man, look. you look so good. That's hey, aggressive. Look, look, those guys who that who, who are that dude. <laughs> <laughs> aggressive forgiveness. God want like God wants to forgive us because he loves us. You oh, know, I was man. talking to my fiance about that. She was she was talking about I was talking about how what love is and everything and we started getting on that conversation. And then I was like, you know what's crazy? It's crazy how deep God loves us before it even like we even think about building a relationship. Like as soon as yeah. we say, let's get in a relationship, God, God's like, I love you. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of, though? That reminds me of like little kids, bro. That reminds me of little kids. Yeah. When we were little, you just be like, oh, I love you, even though you probably like you don't even understand what love is. That's how God just attaches Himself to us. He wants to attach Himself to us. He wants to aggressively love us. He wants to aggressively forgive us. You know? Bro. And and we have to we have to do that. That's same. so crazy. And so it's it's that aggressive forgiveness. We have to aggressive attach to him. And that's what growing those roots are. Yeah. You know, we have to stand firm in that. We have to be firm. We have to be immovable. Um I wrote down in my notes it said if we are immovable in him, we must suffer in him as well. So it's like we it's not always going to be good. It's just it's just like how you That's said right. you might get That's a hole right. taken out of you out of that tree. Like the tree got got the, the hole yeah. out of that, you know. But is it always going to be perfect? Is it always going to be fine and dandy? No, it's not. Man. It's going to be it it's going to take time. Man. You don't have to learn God. You're going to have to understand him. You have to know him. If you don't know him, he don't know you. You you know what? He knows you, right? He knows you, but he won't he he can't hear you. Because you're not calling on what his, what he's capable of. (laughs) If you don't know what he, it's just like it's just like using a gun as a knife. How are you going to use a gun as a knife? <laughs> Man, like Chris Brown said, how, how are you going to talk about being in a club? You can't even get in. What? <laughs> Man. That's good stuff, man. That's good yeah. stuff. Like, I I don't even know if there's any more left to say about that. Like, I think I think I think we just spit so much. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to our own podcast and 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 like redigest this stuff because it, it, it like we just said a lot of like a lot of good stuff, man. And and I and I man, I'm really kind kind of blown away at how 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 much that root system is. Just yeah. like in everyday living, and and it's, it shouldn't be surprising because God designed everything, and everything has exactly a principle. Oh man! And once you find oh, the principle, man. once you find the principle, 
then you know. Then you know. There is no ignorance. It's just like it's. It's just like there is no ignorance, man. It's. It's the reason. Like whenever I, the the do or don't, you know, there is no in between. As soon as you figure out the principle, yeah. you have to do, or you're not doing. <laughs> there is no try. Yeah. Yeah. So like just like how we want people, um, uh, black people and minorities to be loved and seen as. Uh, value, valuable people, you know? Hmm? That's how God views yeah. us. He views us as valuable. He views us as precious, more precious than gold, more precious than silver, you know? And that's why he He, he wants to attach us. Uh, hmm. He wants to attach himself to us. And that's what his grace is. And And we have to do the same thing to him. And we have to do the same thing to others. We have to find that we have to give grace. We have to give forgiveness. We have to be compassionate, even whenever things aren't well. Just like how God is, you know, when things aren't well yeah. with us, whenever we're going through some stuff and we doing all type of wilding and everything, God still love us. He read. He's ready. He's ready. He's like. Yeah. It's just like at, it's a start. Yeah. It's like playing football. Do ready. He ready to tackle you at any point. You trying to run you trying to run all the way around. He's like, <laughs> all right, I'ma forgive you. What's up? What you gonna do now? I'm gonna going? forgive you. <laughs> so man, let let's let's end in prayer, man. Let's end in prayer. Um, so, Lord God, we thank you for this time spent together with our listeners. And, Lord, just as you uh, put bamboo on this earth to do a great thing and even how you planted it in this earth uh, so that it, it grows underground for three years, uh, Lord, we ask that you do the same to us, Lord, that, that we become rooted in you and that you would shelter us, you would water us, you would you would give us everything we need, so that when we when we become who you've called us to be, that we are effective in the most way capable, Lord, and that all of that we need to say and do will be in our hands, Lord, provided by you. And uh, we just thank you, God, for for being aggressive in your forgiveness for, towards us, and we pray that. We will become more like you day by day. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, your enduring love, your everlasting love, your love that sees us even in our wrong, Father. We thank you so much, Father. And help us to stay fresh, Father, in you. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, <clears throat> amen. Well, folks, listen, I, man. I go ahead. Go ahead. Then you can go. Um, so some strategies for, Go ahead. um, what's going on right now. I, I know that we didn't get into some strategies, um, but just make sure that you're, you're loving and the, the ground that can be even between the two people that are yelling at each Um, as far, as far as the Black Lives Matter yeah. movement and the government or the police or whoever whoever is not seeing eye to eye you have to find that middle ground that both of them that both people are going to see yeah. and uh find a little bit of wow okay now i see how they feel you know it's just like whenever you see um a child playing yeah. everybody's like man that's a child playing even if you just talk about your kids you can talk about food Everybody likes those kind of things, you know? So you have yeah. to find that middle ground and yeah. um, maybe maybe just pray about it and love them up. And, uh, that, that's, what, that's my suggestion to you guys. Uh, another actionable item is make sure you guys are just staying safe out there. Uh, look out for your family. Look out for your friends. Um, 
just stay stay pray for, prayerful. You know, that's, that's probably the main thing. Uh, you can go on those marches, go on the – don't go rioting. I, I, the riots and looting – the, the, the looting part, I'm not really – looting. The rioting yeah. part is one thing, but then the looting, that's where it starts to uh, affect – Yeah. Yeah. Don't wear no stay first I shirt. Swear. Looting. <laughs> and don't wear no uh, stay first hat looting either. Of, uh, it's not it's not accomplishing anything. It's about what you want to accomplish. So if you need to right. go to a the the uh politicians in your neighborhood or in your city, then go to them and start start those conversations. Yes. You need to go to the, yes. the police department and have conversations yes. with the police department. You need to start it there. Um, that's that's where we transformed our old neighborhood. We went to the police department. We had conversations. We started a uh, with our family that that lived on the same street. We started a, a a center to where all kids of the neighborhood can go to. Because, like I said, you have to find that middle ground. That's where the middle ground is. Yeah. And that's where you can insert yep. yourself in there. So that's all I got. Yep. Yeah, man. Um, again, just stay pray- prayed up. Yeah. And, man, stay fresh. Hey, follow, follow us yeah. on uh, we'll see you. IG. Yep. Let me know what it is. At underscore stay fresh man. lifestyle. Follow. Hello. Lifestyle. Make sure you yeah, visit our website. Check out our gear that's coming out soon. It should be coming out in the next week. So come out, get it, get it, get it, get it. It's gonna be fire. It's gonna be fresh. Fire. Um, fresh. Follow your boy K. Will stay fresh. And your boy KB stay fresh. And that wraps it up for <laughs> episode numero <laughs> cuatro. <laughs> Cuatro. Numero four. Numero four. We love y'all. Peace.